This is the tale of two witches with Jillian Number. We're just two sassy gray witches drinking our wine and spilling our tea, sharing our many misadventures and our deep love of the craft. Hi, everybody. It's your favorite two witches, Jillian and Ember, here on another glorious podcast thing. <laughs> oh, my. Um, I know. Uh, needless to say, uh, we we are alive and well, well, somewhat. <laughs> I've been kind of under the weather lately, and Jillian's been globe trotting, mm-hmm. um, which I'm super jealous of. So, um, we actually have like a lot of stuff coming up, and we thought we would just kind of check in with you guys because it'd been a while and give you a little bit of an update. So, um, so what are you up to? I'm trying not to die. <laughs> uh we've been hit with like just cold after cold lately and of course it's always worse for the parents I don't know about you but it's like my kids can have the sniffles and then the next day they're fine I get the same germs and I'm like on my deathbed so how was your but first how was your salmon oh it was great it was wonderful um I actually had well you know we took the well we took the kids trick-or-treating well, my husband did because unfortunately wasn't it over. raining there. Um, no, it was actually it was supposed to rain. It was, but the sun actually came out like last minute. Um, so they had a lot of fun with that. They were super cute. The oldest was a oh, what do you call it? Well, she was a witch. She was like a oh no, she was a bat countess. And oh, that's yeah. very regal. Okay, I I know. And a I was bat so countess. Too. What's a bat countess? I don't know. Just it curiously, like, what does that mean? It was like an old school, <laughs> old school, like kind of Victorian esque, okay, fancy dress that had like little. I mean, this is kid friendly, obviously, but <laughs> had like, um, like little bat fabric like all over it. So okay. she's like, I don't know. We called her Vampire Princess, or she oh, did. okay. But I was actually like really surprised because she's the tomboy. Mm-hmm. And she does not really like girly super stuff. And I totally thought we were going to go, like, left-wing it, super scary, like, fake blood. Like, I was all ready for it. And right. at the last minute, she's like, Mom, I, I just really want to be pretty. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so. How old really, is she? She's 10. Okay. So it was super nice. I got to like make her look super pretty and she was mm-hmm. really happy. Not that she's not beautiful anyway, of course, but yeah, yeah, of course. Um, she like enjoyed being a girly girl for once. So she was oh. really happy with it. And then um, the youngest was something called a sassy cat, um, <laughs> <laughs> which totally okay. fits because as you know, her and Binks are like, you know, super tight. She is the cat lady of my family mm-hmm. um and so it was and how like old pink. is she she's eight so mm-hmm. it's like pink and purple and she had like the little ear headband and then it came with like a a dress that was like um it wasn't a camo pattern but it, something similar that was like pink and purple and black and it had like the fake uh like it'd been ripped through you know right and, and then she had a tail which was really cute she enjoyed swinging that around um okay. So yeah, they they had a lot of fun, and um and then I I actually had some time with myself, even though I had to work, um I had some time to really just kind of meditate and focus and give thanks, and it was more than five minutes, so I was really I was really happy about that. How about you? Um, and wasn't it her birthday? 
No. Um, well, well she I mean, her- after that, she had her birthday. What did yes. you guys do? Um, well, we celebrated it as a family. Um, unicorn cupcakes, of course. The husband made those. They were mm-hmm. super cute. Okay. Um, but we took her shopping. Um, we have this thing. You know, the kids get older, and it's they, – they honestly don't really tell us what they want anymore. Um, so we kind of did this thing where we would make it fun and, like – take them shopping and let them kind of pick out what they want. Um, you know, not all the time, like not everything. Of course we do, we do do little right. things. But, um, do you go to they, the movies? We did. We took her to the movies with her friend. We saw that new playing with finer fire with John Cena. Okay. Um, it it was your, what it was. <laughs> and your mom flew in, right? Your yeah. Mom my mom flew, flew in. That was really was nice. a surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really nice. So all in all, it's been pretty good lately. Just trying to get over the the dreaded cold. Right. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, what did we do? We made a bunch of food. Um, because mm -hmm, we love, um, any sort of appetizer (coughs) we made and, um, uh, gave out a lot of candy. We had a lot of kids this year. Oh yeah. Right. Because sometimes we have not so many and some years we have a bunch. So it kind of just varies. So I like to stay okay. home. Um, I don't know. I think two. Well, I think one out of the four were home. Um, the rest were off doing whatever. Two were working and one was with uh, he was with his girlfriend. So, okay. So uh, we just hung out, watched a couple of movies. We watched um, the Paranormal Activity movies. Oh, how did We started that early. I closed my my business early that day. So I usually take it off. I usually take Halloween off. And um, I did not this year. I only, I closed early. So we we just kind of, you know, laid on the couch and (laughs) watched scary movies and fed our faces with as much crap as I could. Uh, fit in it and mm-hmm. um, you know answered the door and gave a lot of candy out lots of this year for this was funny because this year they had a lot of those like blow-up costumes so like I would answer the door and there'd be like little kids with I could tell that they were <laughs> I could tell that they were um, at the door before they even came to the door because you could hear that blow-up um noise that was coming from the inside of their costumes because they were like blow up dinosaurs or blow up whatever <laughs> and um like that's new like that's a whole new costume going on but it was cute it was fun and um I didn't have very many teenagers usually I get more than a handful of teenagers yeah um coming to the door which I think is super fun and there was like this whole thing in our community like um do you give candy out to teenagers who come to the door without costumes on? Do you ignore them? Do you, it's this whole thing. And oh, I just feel seen. like, I know, I just sort of feel like if they come with a, you know, pillowcase and they're not dressed up, it really doesn't matter because they're not out running amok, you know, trashing our pumpkins. And right. listen, like a couple of years ago, so we moved to this house like 17 years ago. And everything was fine. Like I lined my, um, I have steps up to my, um, door and I have pumpkins. And for the first couple of years it was fine. But then I had like this, 
like five year stint of kids that were just doing crazy stuff and they would come and they'd steal all my pumpkins and they would like trash them. Like I, we would have pumpkin guts up and down our street lined littered of just smashed pumpkins everywhere. Right? So it was oh pissing me God. off. Right. Because like that, like that shit cost me money. Right. So I decided like, what am I going to do? Like, what can I do to fuck oh. you up? Because you just ruined all my pumpkins. And that really pissed be me off so because pissed. yeah. So I decided to get back at them. I was going to Vaseline them. So I, every year after that, I like layered all my pumpkins that were leading up to my stairs, up to my steps, up to the front door. I would layer it with just a crap ton of Vaseline. So obviously like, I'm not going to be out there in the middle of the night, (laughs) you know, calling them out, like don't take my pumpkins, but at least I would have the like, I would have like the satisfaction of knowing that they would come to my house and they would try to pick up my pumpkins and they would just get slimed with all this gunk <laughs> all over them. And then like pick them up and like in my head, I can imagine their faces of being like, what in the hell is this all over me? So it didn't matter to me if they still chucked my pumpkins down my street as long as they, you know, got it in the end because <laughs> I jacked them up with a crap ton of Vaseline and... <laughs> So if any of you guys have kids that try and steal your pumpkins on Halloween night, Vaseline those bad boys up and (laughs) at least you'll know that they pick them up and they'll be like, that's disgusting. And the joke is on them. Anyway, that that did not happen. Ingenious. That is so ingenious. So that's my little like, that's my hack for messing up kids that like to mess up your pumpkins every year. Wow. That's what I do to them. It's legal. I don't get in trouble. I don't go to jail or anything. <laughs> <It's legal. laughs> I'm not going to get in, I'm not going to go to jail. They're not going to call the cops because, you know, I slimed them. Right. So, oh but gosh. I didn't have that this year. Cause I mean, literally like they would like toss my pumpkins it'd be yeah. all over the front yard. I'd have to go up, pick them up, throw them in the garbage. And I would like seriously irritate me. So then like the next year cheap. I would like. No, they're not. And I would like go and pick up the pumpkins, move them all back in inside like the gated area of my home. Right. And then next morning I'd get up really early and put them back out just so that no one would steal them. And I was like, this is like exerting so much energy from me. What can I do as payback to these little fuckers? (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. I freaking love it. Please tell me you have it on camera. Just in my head. Well, next next year you need to well and stop because I think that the word spread that this crazy chick in this you know dark ass painted house is slamming her pumpkins so don't be taking her pumpkins. <laughs> oh my god, I love it! And then you went to um, you guys went to Nola recently, right? Okay, yeah. So then we went to Nola and um. We got, we stayed that's in this, New, like, that's New Orleans. That is New Orleans for those that don't know. And I've had a couple of people that are like, I have no idea what NOLA stands for. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay if you don't know. It stands for New Orleans. And um, we stayed at this really, really nice Airbnb. It was ran by this woman and her husband. He's an architect and she's like a psychologist or something. And it's like three floors. And she had a couple of different rooms on each level. And then she had this one room that's like a haunted room or whatever. Well, that was booked, so I couldn't stay there. So we stayed in this red room. 
And um, when we got there, um, she was telling us that her husband had passed away. So that was like a total bummer because I was like totally expecting to see him. But she got this like big dog and, you know, she's doing okay. And um, his study was right next to the room that I was staying in. And um, she had like this thing in front of the door because she was saying that she couldn't um, go in there yet because she hasn't really dealt with him passing yet. So Mm -hmm. that was sort of a like heartbreaker. And um, so we did that. And then uh, it's sort of like a, I don't know, like kind of like a manor house, like kind of like on Charmed, like it's very gothic. There's a lot of uh, she, cre- <laughs> they collected a lot of uh, random artifacts throughout mm-hmm. her home. So I took a lot of pictures of um, some of the crazy things that she had collected through the years, like not just um, the voodoo things that she had from New Orleans, but I mean, like African artifacts and different cultures, which was really cool to watch and look at and ask her questions about. So. Um, that was really fun. And then her house is in the garden district, which we have been told that's sort of like the area that you want to stay in. Like you don't want to stay down in the French Quarter or on Bourbon Street anywhere down there because it's really loud and it can get really crazy. So the garden district is um, not <coughs> far, like it's a bus ride away. But in the garden district, there's a lot of houses that are just like architecturally beautiful. Everyone is different. I mean, the the two major sort of um, architectural features you'll mm-hmm. find are going to be French okay. and um, Spanish. So they kind of melded those two mm-hmm. and created this look that's um, super beautiful. I mean, the weird thing is that the streets, they have, they're all tree lined, but all the roots have grown mm-hmm. up and underneath all of the um, cobblestone. Oh, wow. So you're like walking down the street and then there's like huge, <laughs> like mounds of like street that's like popped up. So if you're not really like paying attention to where you're walking, yeah. you're going to, you know, eat shit because you're not paying attention. It's really uneven. But, I mean, that's just how the tree's roots grow. So um, you kind of have to really pay attention. But the houses, I mean, you've got, like, Anne Rice's house there from when mm-hmm. she wrote um, her story about the um, <coughs> the witch trilogy. And um, you've got, like, other like movies. Interview, that with the, Interview with a Vampire, right? She did, right. Or... Um, I can't think of it. I've got the books over here. I read them all. Um, but you've got like some other pretty famous authors that live, that live there. Uh, so you can go visit those houses. But the weird thing is that they all um, sort of look alike. So they look alike, but they're also sort of different. So that's kind of the beauty of it, I think, in the Garden District. Mm-hmm. And then the Garden District backs up to um, Magazine Street, which is really nice because that was literally like two blocks away from the area we were staying at. And it's, I mean, it's like chock full of um, cafes and different restaurants and different little boutiques and things like that. 
And then it's literally like, well, they have streetcars and things, but that was, um, those were broken down. So we couldn't take that. So we took the bus. Um, and it's like a, I don't know, like maybe a five, 10 minute ride to um, Canal Street, which mm-hmm. is part of like the main fare between that and uh, when you're getting ready to enter Bourbon Street and the French Quarter and all of that area. Okay. So, okay. Okay. so we did go to the Voodoo Museum and okay. it had um, the history of voodoo. It had a huge section on Marie Laveau. It um, had different um, practices on like where it originated from. It had different um deities all over the place they had like a wishing tree that you could mm -hmm, that you could write your own little uh wish and then leave a a little offering and then um do whatever it said and then you could move on to the next exhibit they had a ton of different voodoo dolls made out of a ton of different things that's um mm -hmm. did you find anything like because i know we've kind of researched voodoo dolls before uh-huh. Did you find anything really interesting about them that maybe? Um... Well, I think that what people don't understand about voodoo dolls mm-hmm. is that not only is it going to be what the Hollywood version is of a voodoo doll, which is, you know, used for hexing or used for right. um, something, you know, something bad that you want to have happen, cursing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can also use voodoo dolls uh, for good. So if you wanted to make right. a voodoo doll for yourself because you wanted to, you know, get the, this job or you wanted, you know, whatever it is that you want, you can make a voodoo doll for yourself and um, do the same sort of ceremony. Or you can do a blessing for a friend or you can do a well-wishing for a new couple. It doesn't always have to go to the dark side. So I think that that's really important that people understand about what voodoo dolls are used for. And um, it sort of, you know, very lightly touched over that topic in the museum as well. And, very cool. Um, so, yeah, so that was uh, kind of fun. And then uh, we went to the Museum of Death. <laughs> I'm jealous. Which, you know, that was like a plethora of serial killer art <laughs> and um, different uh, ways to die and different, um, you know, they had caskets and right. embalming stuff and things like that. That was kind of interesting. And, uh, but I think that all in all, um, I sort of thought that New Orleans was going to be sort of this mecca for mm-hmm. witchcraft and um, occult things. And when we were walking around, it sort of felt really commercial. Mm. And there were, you know, there were a plethora of uh, witch stores right, um, in the area. And I went into each one of them. Okay. And... Every now, single one of them. Mm-hmm. What was that? I was. I was just gonna ask, like, how did what? What was your like take and vibe on them? Like, did you feel it was more like a tourist attraction or legit? Well, every single one of them were the same. Really? Okay, so you walk in, and every single one of them had the same voodoo dolls for sale. 
every single one of them had the same hex bags for sale. Every single one of them had the same herbs. And it was sort of like all these stores got together, they circulated the same catalog, and they all ordered in bulk the Uh same items for, you know, the regular tourists to buy. And I think that what, it's hard because I think as practicing witches, everything that we do is, has an intention. So, and it's quite personal. So, mm -hmm, so like every spell we write Mm -hmm. has a little piece of us. Every candle that we dress has a piece of us. Every herb that we choose has a specific meaning. Every single hex bag or every single (laughs) bag that we use for protection has our own personalized spin on it. But when you walk into these shops, it doesn't have any of that. Now, to the average consumer that's coming in and looking to buy something that's kind of like a novelty gift, that's going to hit the mark in each store, right? Like that's, they don't know any different. But when I walk into those stores, it's sort of disheartening because I think this is, this is straight up commercial stuff. Like there is nothing personalized. There's nothing different. There is nothing that has the essence of the witch in it. (coughs) And it was very, it was, it was disheartening to me, but if you're the average consumer, it's probably great. But for me, I was very disappointed. Um, So that was, that was kind of hard to take. The cemeteries were great. Um, we went and saw Marie Laveau's tomb, which if she's there, if she's not there, that's sort of left up for debate. Right. Um, but people go there and leave offerings and knock on it three times and do a little spin and ask for her blessings on whatever it is that they need. But, you know, the interesting thing that I think that people forget is that they look at Lulu, sort of like this voodoo priestess, the um, ultimate uh, guru of voodoo, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But what they're forgetting is that she was a nurse and she made um, healing potions and she made all of her own tonics for everyone. And that's what voodoo and that's what witchcraft originally comes from it doesn't come from all the crazy hateful mean-spirited things that everyone sort of assumes that it's about right and as far as her tomb is concerned it it can hold I think it said like 80 something people and she oh wow offered she offered those spaces for free to people that couldn't afford to be buried properly, which goes to show, you know, her kind heartedness. Mm -hmm. But if you like, if you go back and you look at some of the sensationalized stories about her, you know, she's this dark entity, which that is, you know, wearing to be out like a monster. uh Uh-huh. And if you really sit down and look at who she is and who she was, that's not, that's not what she was about. And that sort of tells the tale of like, of us, right? Like of witches in general. That's just, it kind of like brought it home, brought Mm -hmm. it back. So um, 
that was fun. And then we went to um, Madame Delphine's home, which, oh, wow. you know, you, you guys know the story of that. Yeah. You can look that up later if you want to. And then um, the Coffin Girls, that was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. We went and saw that. And um, I don't know. I think that I sort of think that New Orleans like Bourbon Street, French, the French Quarter is sort of, it's very commercialized now. I would say right. probably my guesstimate is about 25% of the bars that there are are looking at. You can go here, you know, local jazz bands and stuff play, but the rest is just um, popular music with DJs and just getting people in as right. much as they can to, you know, drink, to drink as much as you can and things like that. Mm-hmm. So the authenticity that I was looking for, I feel like wasn't there anymore. And I don't know if that has to do with after Katrina hit. Right. And then they're just trying to bring in as much um, tourists as they can. I'm not really sure. I mean, I probably could have gone and seen the same things in Vegas. And it's a lot cleaner. <laughs> That's kind of sad, though, because, I mean, you... Like you said, I mean, I was kind of under, I mean, I've been to New Orleans before, but I was, I was a kid, you know, not really old enough to truly experience it like you. Um, So I was kind of quite under the same impression that it's this Mecca, not only for the witch, witchcraft and occult and things like that, but Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you're a big foodie and um, I mean, right. We talked about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you hear all about that. So that's kind of. That's a little sad. I mean, so on a scale of like, I don't know, one to 10, um, 10 being like the best overall place ever, what would you probably give it? Um, I'd probably give it a five, maybe a four. Okay. All right. It's on my, you know, I can check it off my bucket list. It right. definitely, you know, it definitely did not hit the witchcraft button that I was looking for. Yeah. Um. I mean, I have roots in New Orleans mm-hmm. yeah, f- from way far back, but um, none of it's there. So you didn't and feel very connected? No, not at all. Mm. Not at all. So, That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. So I think they either need to do a little bit of redirection on mm-hmm. some of the quaintness that, that they're missing and some of the historical things that make it authentic to what you know we're looking for or right. they'll just keep it a tourist tourist attraction like it is and you know people are still going to come they're still going to you know they still will find the joy in all of that but maybe I'm just a little picky maybe I'm a little bit too opinionated maybe I'm too witchy to <laughs> appreciate and you know well like you said I mean I think I think it is one of those places that, I mean, it's good to see if you get it off your bucket list and whatnot, but I, I know I, for one, value your experience and hearing about it because, I mean, it does, it kind of helps me like, okay, how soon or how much do I really want to see this place compared to, you know, a different run, so. Um, but, you and know, the weather was kind of bipolar there. Like it was like we got off the plane and it was like super warm and kind <laughs> of muggy. Like south. it was like I know it was like a hundred percent humidity, which I don't mind that. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but then it's like the next day it was freezing. Yeah, and then it was windy and super cold, and we had a 
we had booked a tour to go on like a nighttime cemetery haunted you know location tour Mm -hmm. and it was so cold and it was so windy that I was like this I am done it's like (laughs) five o'clock in the afternoon we're done I can't even stay out here anymore (laughs) like you're wearing like layers and layers of clothes and it's still like bitterly cold so then you wake up the next day and it's like it's nice out and um the day you know it was really nice out the next day and it got cold at night which is fine and then I think the day we left it was like the arctic some sort of arctic storm was coming in and it was like everyone was covering their plants like it was super freezing and I was like, I am so ready to get out of here. Can I get back to California where it's like 68, maybe 70 <laughs> degrees out? Because this is killing me. It was so cold. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad that you, despite the um, commercialness of it, I, it did seem like when I talked to you, you, you were having a bit of a good time. So I, I think it was a nice little getaway for you. What do you think? Yeah, it was totally fine. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. It was worth going and it was worth seeing. We did get to see the Superdome and, um, oh, and we went to the World War II Museum. That was like <laughs> so funny. Like that literally probably was the highlight of my trip. <laughs> I lit- we could have spent like the entire, we were there like, I don't know, like maybe you were there 10, all 11 day. o'clock. Yeah, till like five, but. I literally could have probably spent a whole nother day there. It was so, so interesting. And it was just amazing. Like, if you go to New Orleans, you need to go to the World War II Museum. It sounds kind of lame. Like, I was like, I'm not going there. I'm going to go. I want to go to Bourbon Street. I want to party on <laughs> the French Quarter, blah, blah, blah. And Where are then- I know, right? And then <laughs> we hit, we hit the World War II Museum, and I'm like, this place is so amazing. I think I bought like I bought a T-shirt for one of my kids. I bought each one of them a sticker. I was like, this place is the best place I've ever been. It was so amazing. It was so great. That's awesome. So I highly recommend that place. Oh, it was I, great. I would go, and I know for sure Jacob um, Jacob would like it because yeah. that's my that's my husband. He's a huge like history buff, so. I cannot say enough great things about that place. It was amazing. That's so awesome. Hit that place up if you go and then go have a drink. I mean, you can walk around the French Quarter and Bourbon Street with, you know, a plastic cup and your drinks walking around. <laughs> like, just like in Vegas, like, that's probably one of the best parts of it. But, <laughs> I mean, you know. But don't right. expect to hear any jazz music because, you know, you need to hear top the you know newest music that's out right now which is really lame so <laughs> oh my gosh so I'm really I glad knew. you had a good trip and I'm glad you're back and survived um yeah so, so now we're prepping for Thanksgiving what are you guys doing for your holiday I have to work okay what do you guys usually yeah. do do you guys go visit family and well yeah the like um yeah, we usually go over to my mother-in-law's and everybody kind of get, that's like the time we get together and, you know, your standard turkey, ham, sweet potatoes, mac and cheese, green bean casserole, pies. Do you cook off the or no? Um, yeah, well, pff, yes and no. <sighs> I mean, okay. all right. Yeah, that's my husband in the background. He's laughing. His <laughs> He's <ass> laughing. <laughs> yeah. He is. All right. I will not lie. I cannot lie. He is the cook in the family. Okay, he is so creative. You, he's like, 
he should be on an episode of fucking chopped because you just give him a basket of random shit and he would have like a five course meal boom done me i would be like out on first try because i'd be like here i have noodles and blah um so he's the cook he does like turkey and all that stuff i am assigned the green bean casserole because somehow oh to make that amazingly and I also make a really good pumpkin pie, a really good sweet potato pie. Okay. And yeah, no, that's about it. So <laughs> I'm like the, I'm the baker in the family, really. So do you guys host at your house or do you guys in my town? No, we go to my mother-in-law's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So this year, um, him and the kids are actually going since I have to work, but they're going to have pity on me and bring me a plate. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But. That's what it is. What about you guys? I mean, I saw your list the other day. You like screenshot it to me, and I'm like, dear God, you're about ready to feed like half the world. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mess around on Thanksgiving, and I don't trust any family member to cook anything. So they <laughs> they come and they eat. I am kind of like, yeah, I you. I've had that happen before, and I'm just like, this is not okay. So I cook everything. I buy everything. People just give me money so I can go buy everything. <laughs> I'm like, if you guys want to eat, it's this much per person. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, yeah, no, I cook everything. I really, you know, that's my jam. Like, I love yeah. to cook. I love to cook, and I love to bake. So I start everything on Wednesday, and uh, that's my big cooking day. We put a movie on. The girls and I drink wine and nice. watch movies and uh I try to teach them what to do but I don't let them touch too much because I'm kind of like don't touch anything you can just like look <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of a I'm sort of a type when it comes to that so you're like here just fill mama's cup up it'll be okay. well and I'm like they're like well you know how much what's the measurement for this right. I don't know like is that the right color is that the right texture okay. is that you know, like I don't so, cook with a recipe and I don't cook with a, I sort of feel it. I can see it. And I can see the color. Okay. Thank that's God. how I do it. Thank God. See, I'm not the only one who wings it. All right. Jacob gets on to me all the time because he's like, you have to measure it and you can't stir no. it counterclockwise. You have to stir it mm -mm. clockwise. I can't do that. I have to feel it. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a feeler cooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah although I admit one time I felt way too much <laughs> when I was trying to make him I think it was like chicken and dumplings it was like a Paula Deen recipe and I totally misread it way wrong and so you make the chicken and dumplings and then there's this um side little recipe of like a special seasoning I did not realize it was like a separate thing that you made in bulk I thought that was like the way it was placed in the the article, it was like all in one. So uh -huh. I, I literally made the chicken and dumpling. We had to throw it out because I literally put like four cups of salt. <laughs> and like did you wait? Did you ever see that episode of Friends where um, Rachel with made the trifle? The trifle? Yes, that, that is that me. you? That was me. <laughs> that was totally me with the chicken and dumplings. Bless his heart. And I was so proud of myself, too, because I thought it was a day I was like, he's coming back from, I think, the field, maybe. And he used to be in the Army. And I was going to 
be all domestic, right? Because he's usually the cook. But no, I'm going to be super domestic. Betty Crocker, make this chicken and dumplings. <laughs> it's his favorite thing. It's going to be amazing. He comes home. He was like super excited to see it. He goes to taste it. And it was literally like. <laughs> and he's like, honey, is let where's the recipe and I'm like why and he's like just where's the recipe and so he looked at it and then bless sorry he like he tried he really tried but we had to throw it out and I think we ordered pizza or something so yeah yeah I don't cook I stick to baking (laughs) okay well that's okay we all have our talents it's fine (laughs) you say that listen and then Listen, and then like, we clean it all up, and then it's thing. time for Black Friday shopping, because I oh. am a Black Friday <sighs> shopper. I'm the queen of Black Friday. You have I a death wish. I love it. I love it. You know, they used to do Black Friday where, like, nothing was open until, like, midnight or 3 a.m. the mm-hmm. next day on Friday, yeah. but, like, now things are open on Thanksgiving, which kind of sucks because... Like, who can get out, like, at 5 o'clock in the evening to go to, like, Kohl's to buy stuff? Like, that's in the middle of Thanksgiving. That's doing way too much. So, I remember back in the day. <laughs> so, what's the game like, plan, get then? up. Like, I get no sleep. I, like, wake <laughs> up at, like, 2 in the morning, put heck of layers on, wake up, all, make up my girls, and be like, all right, we're going Black Friday shopping. And, like, go stand in those lines and, like, try to get crazy deals. I mean, I remember sitting outside of Old Navy for, like, miles and miles to get in there at no. like one in the morning before they open at like three no they don't do that anymore that's like those days are over that was those were the good days and they had like had people like walking by like selling donuts and coffee and like tamales instead <laughs> you'd be like standing outside freezing people are in their tents you know they've been there like overnight those are the good that's days just... <laughs> <Those are> good. <laughs> yeah also catered by like you know people like me working it when you see like People getting trampled and our <laughs> limbs going missing and yeah, no, yeah, those are the good old days. You are you are not so. Then so, what's what's your game plan then if you're not going out on Thanksgiving? Well, luckily, okay. So my daughter doesn't get off work till seven, but she okay. gets to take a lunch at three. So we'll eat at three um, for her lunch break, and then when she gets off work, hopefully like a little bit early, we'll do dessert. But five o'clock there's this like stick vacuum thing that I want to go get at Cole. so I have this like little <laughs> there's like this little window that I have that I can go pick up this like bomb deal on this vacuum that I want <laughs> and then I can come home and then she'll be home and we can do dessert and then we'll go to sleep and then we'll wake up because the coach store has like this 75% off sale on all their purses and that's what I usually get on the women in my family every year I'm like this is crazy good deal And we'll go to the mall and we'll, you know, get coffee and then we'll have some kind of weird breakfast and then we'll go to, you know, just like a ton of different things. Like I literally don't get home until like nine o'clock at night on Friday because I go to every single store that I want to go to. So yeah, it's like a whole day event. Yeah. You're, yeah. I cannot. I have no idea what this conversation has to do with a witchcraft, but I don't know. But I love it. <laughs> and Just thank so you know, that's the update on what we're doing. 
<laughs> with ourselves on the holiday. Uh, do you even have um do you even have like Yule plans yet or no? Um I'm terrible. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll work on that after I get back from Black Friday shopping. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. You know when you really like hit adulthood in life when you're all excited about a stick vacuum thingy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm glad that you are well and um hopefully And you're getting well. You're I'm getting, getting weller. Yeah. Well weller, yeah. Weller. You're getting more well. <laughs> At least I can actually like talk now somewhat, although I'm still feel like I sound like a 50 year old, you know, smoker from Florida. I don't know why, but like, I have why this- Florida though? Like, can't you be a 50 year old smoker from like California? Why from Florida? So, I have this weird thing about, I don't know. I just get these images in my head, <laughs> <laughs> like just random shit. I don't know why, but like, because my voice has been so like in and out. I, I can just, maybe I've lived there too long and I saw too many of them. It was like, I think of my 50 year old Aunt Rita, who's like super tan, like, Cheeto, like, Cheeto <laughs> like tan. Magda from, yeah. And like, you know, boobs out, like gold chain and 50 year old sport. Why are you doing there, sport? Like, <laughs> pop it away. And like, I'm like, ah, I don't want to sound like that. So, well, you do. I don't so, think. isn't it sexy? <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh. well all right. Fun. Well, now that you guys have taken the Ember and Jillian ride, <laughs> um, <laughs> we uh, will get back to you guys on what our Yule plans are yeah. when we get closer. Maybe in another. I don't know. Maybe like the first part of December, we'll do another. We'll do another podcast and talk about what we have going on for the holidays and yep. how we um, spend that and what we're going to do for Yule. I have some baking things that I want to talk about. I'll be posting um, some different cookie recipes and some different um, Yule mm-hmm. festivities and things that you can do at home. So I think we'll post that on our um, on our feed. Yeah, and, and I'm working on some blessings too. So. Yeah, so we can do that, and then um, so look forward to hearing those things and seeing those things coming up. And I guess that's it for this edition of the upcoming holiday "What's Going On with Us" podcast. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully, Jillian <laughs> survives Black Friday. I always survive Black Friday. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt you will be victorious. You will be that one that's like on the mountain of stuff on the news. I win. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I that is me <laughs> with your stick vacuum thingy yes <laughs> all right guys well thanks for joining us and um as Jillian said we'll get back to you guys here hopefully uh rather soon and, and if you, you guys celebrate Thanksgiving happy mm-hmm. Thanksgiving or if you don't because you guys are not from America <laughs> and right? you don't have Thanksgiving you guys have a happy getting ready to go into Christmas or to Yule. Yep, totally. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for all the well wishes, too. And um, we wish you all the best. Blessed be. Blessed be.
We honor the earth this harvest day and give thanks for the blessings that come our way.